When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, it looks like we are live. We're live. It looks like we have some people here. That's always a good thing. And we have a special guest. Yes, Karis from English Arts Academy will be joining us in just about five minutes or so. So I want to say hi to a couple people. I see Ashraf is here. Mary from Iran. Mary and I will be talking after this. Um, she won a contest I had a couple weeks ago. So we're going to be talking for 30 minutes. Maria is here. Big game, Argentina. Hey, the first thing, just so we can get to know everybody, you mind putting in the chat what country you are from? Maybe you'll find a language partner from the same country, or who knows? Maybe not even the same country, but it's always fun to hear where everybody is from. We see Sean is here from Free 99 English. I know he's from Canada. Welcome, Sean. Luke, Dr. Luke to some. Dr. Luke is here. Welcome. We've got India is in the house. Nathan Silva. How are you? Nathan, can I, can I guess where you're from? And I'm just going on the last name, but I know in Brazil, Silva is a popular last name. But I had a friend. His name was Chris Silva. He's from the United States. So that's just a guess. Just a guess. We got H.S. Shin from China. Welcome. Welcome. Now, yeah, Sean lives about, about two hours from me, maybe, in New Brunswick. Not that far. Ricardo's here from Spain. Welcome. Hey, Ricardo. Let me be the first to uh, offer my condolences. I don't know if you're a, a soccer fan or a football fan, but yesterday I did see Spain go down to Italy. Very sad for, for most people in Spain, I'm sure. Vietnam is in the house. That's good. Great to see everyone. I hope this is a good time for you. Karis, as I mentioned, she'll be here from English Arts Academy very soon. She often goes live at this time. So if this is a good, good time for you to study, definitely check out her channel, um, there's a link in the description. She goes live a lot, but I don't want to steal her thunder. Maybe that's a new term. I don't want to tell you everything about Karis before she gets here because I would, I would ruin it. I would steal her thunder. I want her to be able to talk about herself. Another term I'd like to talk to you, uh, teach you today is on a short leash. Nightbot. Nightbot is in the house. Nightbot is moderating the conversation. So he, she, Nightbot will be looking to make sure everyone is saying nice things, not being mean, not spamming. But we've had some night problems with Nightbot in the past. Semra, Maria is here. Yeah, Nightbot put them in timeout for no reason. So Nightbot is on a short leash, which means Nightbot has already made some mistakes. I'm bringing Nightbot back, 
but Nightbot does not have long before I'm going to get rid of it if they start messing up again. I don't like them putting my friends in timeout. So if you're on a short leash, it means you've messed up before. You've made some mistakes. You're getting a second chance, but it's not very long. So maybe you're at work. I'm sure nobody messes up at work, right? Nobody makes mistakes at work, but maybe you made a mistake and your boss says, one more chance. Short leash though. You can't mess up again. You don't have long before, but Nightbot is, look at Nightbot already. Now, Luke, I have known Luke for a long time. Luke is a channel member. I think we get rid of Nightbot already. Already. Samra is here too. Hey, Samra, welcome. Yeah, Nightbot. Did he put Did he put Luke in timeout? He's just warning maybe, or she. It's just a warning. All right, I'm going to keep my eye on Nightbot though. Sometimes in English, I don't know, maybe you do this. You don't even need to know English for this. I'm keeping my eye on you. All right, what do you say? Oh, we already have questions too. So in a minute, um, Karis is going to come in another English expert. So you'll have two English teachers here answering questions, which will be great. Um, I have a question. How do you say a team one? Oh, on penalties. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yesterday Italy won, but it was, it was on penalties. I think we might say that. I'm an American. Maybe, maybe Karis likes sports. Maybe we should bring her in. Maybe she can, uh, shed some light on the topic. She can help us out. So if everyone could give Karis a nice warm welcome, I'm going to bring her on. And just like that, like she's here now. Karis, welcome. <laughs> Hello. Thank you for having me. It's nice yeah. to be here. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. And am I correct in saying that this is about the time on Wednesdays that you go live? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, good memory. Yeah, so this is like 2 p.m. for me now. So it's quite, you know, it's early afternoon. It's quite a nice time. Um, and I go live on Wednesdays and Sundays. And I mix up the time I go live on a Sunday because I don't know if you, it is hard to accommodate for everyone. Um, obviously, if you've got people coming from India and then people from um, Mexico, the time zones are almost 12 hours apart or, you know, 10 hours apart. So it's quite it's quite challenging sometimes to figure out the best time and also to fit into your life and your schedule. Um, but I quite like this time before the afternoon slump hits me. Yeah. That caffeine starts wearing off. (laughs) And I think on Sundays it's three hours before this usually. Yeah. So I mix it up on a Sunday. So I do one in the morning around 11 AM GMT time. And then I'll do one the next week around 5 p.m., 6 p.m. GMT time, just to kind of um, alternate between the times, really. Uh, Yeah. And the replay is a great thing. I just want to shout out to anyone watching on replay. And I think you do something really unique, which, I mean, if you don't mind talking a little bit about what you do live um, with, with helping people actually practice their speaking. Yes. So this is a new thing that I started. So I've been doing lives for a few months and I kept getting, I don't know if if you find the same, I kept getting people messaging me saying, I I want to speak English or I don't have anyone to speak English with. I have no one to practice with. And I was like, how can I 
help in a free way, but but also a realistic way. You know, I can't just be on the phone with people privately. Um, So I thought YouTube is such a great tool. So now I've started, I think I've been doing it for like a month. And I have to say, I personally love it. So yeah, so I do these live chats on a Wednesday and a Sunday where anyone can join. So if people want to come and practice speaking English, we choose a really fun topic, which is great normally for small talk, you know, so you can have that conversation with most people around the world and people aren't going to get offended. And then they can join in the chat. They can either show their face, like how you and I are, or they can just do it via audio. Um, And the people who come on, I always think people are quite nervous, but then when I always speak to the people after, like via a message, they always say they feel so much more empowered. They're um, they're really happy that they actually did it. They're more confident with their English. And I'm a big believer in to improve in anything. We have to push ourselves out of our comfort zone. We have to do something which is a bit challenging, which maybe we aren't sure of, but that's where you're gonna reap the rewards afterwards. You know, That's where you're gonna feel like, yes i did it you're going to remember that emotion how you feel you're also going to remember what you spoke about um and i think that's where you make the biggest advancements really i would agree yeah the one i saw it was a it was a guy from sri lanka and he was talking about cricket and even though i'm a native english speaker i was like oh this is pretty enjoyable i I had fun learning about other cultures too so yeah exactly i do i mean i love it because I think when you do sort of teach online, it can feel a little bit one way sometimes that you're you're given a lesson or you're talking. But I really enjoy speaking back with, with the learners, learning where they're from, um, anything about their culture that they want to share, what they're doing with their lives, why they're learning English. For me, that's really enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And it looks like somebody already wants to uh, Namani might want to join one of your live yes. uh, speaking sessions so yes come yeah. across yeah absolutely <laughs> so great so do you ever get nervous semra semra's here from turkey um i think that's mahatba in turkish i think that means hi but i think i'm ah. saying it wrong i'm ah. saying it wrong i'm pretty sure <laughs> you gave it a yeah. go <laughs> i tried i tried i got out of my comfort zone exactly i didn't mind looking like an idiot Um, I think like when you, like, I was thinking when you jump out of an airplane, you have all of that adrenaline, but you remember that experience. So I bet it's a lot like when you're coming online, speaking a foreign language, it's like, you never have to do your first time again, though. You can say, I did it. I'm done. Exactly. And and I think it's that, um, it takes away that, that desire to always be perfect because I think we all have that we do, maybe don't want to lose face we don't want to be seen as maybe making a mistake which I think is really bizarre because as humans we all make mistakes all the time I think that's okay. how we learn and you never judge a baby for making a mistake um so I don't know why as adults we get a bit more fearful I don't either I don't either I'm trying to get over that I've been learning Italian for two years and I've been trying I just I get tongue-tied when I, you know, so I, I feel for a lot of people learning English is like, I know a lot of what's coming in, but I can't produce it yet. Mm. It's all mm. part of the process, though. Patty yeah, Candle yeah. from France says, hello, Cares. <gasps> hello, hello. Oh, it's so nice to um, be seeing everyone commenting. 
Yeah. Where, where is Bob the Canadian? I would, I would assume Bob the Canadian is in Canada right now. Do you know, <laughs> you know, Bob the Canadian? He's yes. A, he's yeah, a legend. Yeah, yeah. I love Bob. Yeah. 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 He's a legend. Yeah. So a lot of people find my channel through Bob the Canadian, but he's, yeah, so, I saw your video with him, I think to do with ice cream. If I yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we have another one coming up, but we got to open the border. I think it could be pretty awesome, but it might be 2022. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, because the border's still closed, isn't it, between the US and Canada? Yeah, I think you have to know somebody to get through because I have family who is Canadian and it's my sister-in-law and she hasn't seen her parents in over a year and a half. And there's yeah. no idea when it's going to open back up. But, no, no. All right. Question. F Ooh, I, I don't want to read the question because I might steal your thunder, but <laughs> the, the, the spelling is correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you've been pronouncing it right. So it is just Karis. So it's a little bit like the capital of France, Paris, but with a Y and a C. <laughs> Interesting, yeah. So Paris. It is a slightly unusual name. It's actually a Welsh name. Um, as my mother's side of my family are from Wales, so I have a Welsh name. So it's I I know it's challenging for people. Uh, even people, you know, throughout England struggle with my name. So I just answer to anything. People yeah. call me Paris, Charis. I'm like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Yeah, my first name is Brent. So um, Brett is a very common, like, what if it starts with a B, it's probably from me. So it, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. All good. But it's yours, I mean, you have the, the N in yours. So it's yeah. kind of, it, it should be fairly easy. <laughs> but maybe you people would, don't read it. <laughs> you would think, uh, my father-in-law, he, he passed away um, maybe five, three, four years ago. But my wife and I, we've been married for 25 years. And I think for... The whole time we were together, he called me Brett. But it, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. That's hey. kind of hard with your father-in-law as well, because yeah. it's still your father-in-law. So you know, there's always going to be that that boundary between you both. I think exactly. Oh, you want me to be Brett? Okay, I'll be Brett. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, we have a new channel member. That I don't want to assume anything, but oh, how do I pronounce this? Sviket. That's wrong. That's wrong. But I would assume that maybe you're from Turkey. Maybe. But I got to play this because we got a new member. New member. Make sure you check the members tab for the Discord, the members chat, and the bonus videos. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, welcome to the community. We go uh, on Discord quite a bit. We're chatting in there daily. So check that out. Check the members tab. Love to have you. Thanks. Yeah, so that's amazing. I love this little animation thing that you had as well. <laughs> I have two for super chats and for uh, yes, uh, Streamyard. Do you stream with Streamyard? Yes. Yeah, I do it's, use Streamyard. Yeah, it's a great little uh, tool, but they have some things. I, I made some things. Yeah, to make better. But I might next time you'll be on my live. There'll be something very similar. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Um, let's talk about the, an island resort. I think uh, I think Mary also said um, I think you're getting some compliments about your accent. So maybe we could talk a little bit about accent because I also love it. I love it, and I, and I think that if you're learning English, if you're watching my channel, you're probably leaning towards the American side. And if you're watching Karis's channel, 
English Arts Academy. Check it out. Um, you're probably leaning more towards British English, but it's helpful to hear both, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And I have a friend, Gino, if Gino's out there watching on replay, he's at Real Everyday English. He's from Northern England. And mm-hmm. when I first heard him talk, I had to train my ear a little bit. I'm like, whoa, this is a little different. But are I mean, are you from like Southern England maybe? Like, is there a big, no, no, way off. Okay, I'll, I'll be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm... Um... I'm very Northern actually. And I think if anyone is watching it who is from the UK will be like, she is not Southern. (laughs) So I'm from a city called Liverpool, which is in the Northwest of England. Um, So I I speak with a Scouse accent. Now my Scouse, so we call it a Scouse accent if you're from Liverpool. my Scouse accent is actually fairly mild. So if you if you came on holiday here and you were, you know, doing the touristy things, you would be met with a lot thicker accent than mine. Um, but no, it's a very northern accent. It's quite far from the the RP that maybe people are used to and if they learn from like old school textbooks or if they watch a lot of the BBC or BBC News for example um but I agree with you completely I I always say this I say the best way to be understood is to train your ears so you can understand a wide variety of accents because I think in the UK alone there's around 40 to 50 accents really so i mean you know that is so many um and the rp accent only makes up about one percent of the population so it's actually really really small um so yeah so i think it's really useful for learners to listen to a wide variety of accents but i always wonder about this about um from the us because obviously we kind of say oh british english and american english but then with, within British English, you do have these 40 plus accents. But is that the same in the US? Do you have a lot of accents? I mean, I probably know the, 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 the big ones that you would see on a TV show or in a Hollywood movie. And I'm guessing they're probably quite exaggerated. But yeah. can you pick out where people are from in the States? So, yeah, sort of. Um, but... It's like there's a there's a Boston accent, right? And I live two hours north of Boston. There's a I live in the state of Maine. There is a Maine accent. There is a New Jersey accent. And then when you get to the south, like Alabama, yeah, and then Louisiana, Texas has a different one. But like once you get out to California, and they all sound the same to me. So I think if I lived out there, I'd be like, oh, that's a little different. But so we do have some regional accents. Mm. But and when I lived in the South, I could tell, oh, they're probably from Texas. Yeah. So a little but I you said 40 to 50. Yeah. We might have like 10 because there's definitely a Midwestern accent. Mm. And I would include Canada too. you know, Canada has a slightly different accent. But yeah. it's a lot like the Midwest if you're like from Minnesota or Wisconsin. So not yeah. that many. And no, I, not compared I, to the size. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, how about this for accents? 
I cannot understand the Irish, the Scottish <laughs> accent. I don't know a Welsh accent, but it's really, really hard as an English speaker to be like, whoa, what are they saying? How about, how about with you living in the UK is like, oh, Ireland, I know that. I can understand them no problem. Or is it tough for you as well? Um, the toughest for me is probably a really thick Scottish accent. Okay. Um, Wales, I'm fine with. Wales is very, very sing-songy. So it almost sounds, I mean, I love the Welsh accent. I'm a little bit biased as well, but it's very, if you know Tom Jones, the singer, he's got an awesome um, Welsh accent and it's very, I don't know, it, it just sounds, it's got a nice melody to it. Yeah. The Irish, um, obviously we have the Northern Irish and then the Irish. Again, it can be tricky, but actually the Scouse accent has a lot of similarities to the Irish accent and to the American accent just because of the history and then the potato famine and a lot mm -hmm. of people from Liverpool moved to the to the US. So um, the Irish accent isn't too much of a struggle for me, but I think a thick Scottish accent, because I think as well what you get as well as the accent is the slang words or the expressions and the idioms which someone will say and I'll think, I have no idea what that means or I don't know what this type of food is because they're using a different um, word than what I would use. Um, so I think, you know, we're all just learning and you've got to just feel confident to say, well, can you repeat that or can you slow down or, you know, what do you mean by this? Um, and most people are going to be, you know, understanding. Like if someone said that to me, I wouldn't take offense. I'd be like, oh yeah, maybe I'm just speaking a little bit too fast. <laughs> right. And I think what happens in tourist places too, well, maybe not tourists, but if you're uh, an English learner with an accent, I'm just, I'm talking a little accent, that person you're talking to, it might catch them by surprise that, oh, there's an accent and they might not hear you the first time. So if they ask you to repeat, you know, hopefully they'll do it nicely but a lot of times we just have to train our ear. And I think as English native speakers, we're used to a lot of accents. It's just, we need, oh, okay. I need to just listen a little bit closer or a little more closely or something like that. But yeah. hopefully they do it in a nice way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and as long as you get the, um, the context of what people are saying, you can often guess the meaning of something, I think. But even with my wife, like, you know, the person I know best, if I'm not ready to listen to what she's saying, <laughs> I might just say, oh, could you repeat that? We do the same thing. If you're not ready to hear something, you might miss the first part. So yeah, yeah, yeah we're, definitely. We're, we're always asking each other, like, oh, what did you say? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we do it's have different a, with your partner, because I think with your partner, sometimes we just choose not to listen. no. no. <laughs> Just in case she's watching, no, <laughs> never. Um, so we have a question for Karis here. Are there any any American phrases that confuse you? And they're asking uh, any British phrases that confuse me. I'm trying to think. I am. It's hard on the spot. Um, because I probably don't know a lot of American phrases. I think the vocabulary words are always interesting about how we would, for example, um, 
and I think this is this I know this is how it is in Canada so I, I think it's the same in the states with um ground floor floor first floor second floor for example and whereas we're quite different with how we use that and I think that's quite confusing <laughs> so I think a lot of vocabulary words can be a little bit strange I think so and I love the Beatles by the way from Liverpool ah, I yeah. mean come on I I am a Beatles fanatic I know <laughs> everything about the Beatles the Liverpoolian accent I, I mean I love it I love everything Beatles um but I think even if like you call man the car so the boot that's the trunk right yes so yes yeah, so we we call it the boot is the back of the car the, the trunk bonnet. and the bonnet, the bonnet. The bonnet. Yeah. Which you call the, what do you call the bonnet? We call it the hood. The hood's the hood. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. The hood has yeah. a couple different meanings. Like the you hood can also does. live in the hood, you know, my, yeah. my neighborhood. Yeah. But yeah. From the hood. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bonnet. Uh, I don't know where that comes from. I think hood makes more sense because a bonnet is a hat typically. True. But so. you could also put a hood on, yeah. You know, like a sweatshirt too. Yeah. Strange. Yeah. Strange. Yeah. There's a lot of vocabulary words that I think is funny that we use differently. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, a few more. I did a video on it once with a, Can with a Canadian friend of mine and it is hilarious, the differences that we have. And a lot of times when, like, even when you're learning another language, but when you have the context surrounding it, you're like, oh, okay. Oh, a pram, a pram. We call like a buggy or a stroller. Yeah. Yeah. We have a pram. And there, um, I tell you one that is quite funny a dummy. So a, a baby's dummy, which I believe that you guys oh, call a pacifier. We do. Or a passy. Yes. Passy. Yeah. So where's the passy? Where's the baby's passy? Right. They probably <laughs> dropped it. Yeah. And we, and I have two children, and we never gave our children pacifiers. We never did. We didn't want to have to cross that bridge when they would throw yeah. them away. We thought they would speak more quickly if they didn't mm -hmm. have the pacifier. We never did the whole passy thing, but, oh, maybe diapers. Do you call that something different for babies? Yeah, nappies. Nappies. A nappy, yeah, a nappy. <laughs> On a, a jumper, a jumper. What, um, is that a sweatshirt? Like it's a shirt, right? A jumper? Yeah, like you're almost wearing... I think like a jumper, or oh, is that a t-shirt? It's a t-shirt. Oh, that's a t-shirt. Yes, yeah, so a jumper is just a thick, materialed, over-the-head hoodie. Oh, okay. We, but it doesn't we, have a hood. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't. No, okay. so that would then be a um, a hoodie. Oh, okay. We <laughs> so, use the same. We use the same. Yeah. In my yeah. class, student, my my students are like thirteen and fourteen years old. They love to put on the hoodie and hide. <laughs> It's a constant battle. Like, take take the hoodie off. You're indoors. So for you then, um, in the school that you teach at, you don't have a school uniform. No, we don't. Is that common throughout the states not to have a uniform? It's very common. Yeah, it's mostly private. And I think that's a whole thing too with Americans and British. Um, but a private school, so the parents will pay extra money. Yeah. It won't be taxpayer money. So we call mm -hmm. those private schools. Yeah. But I think that's different in the UK, isn't it? You're no, that's the same. So we have a public school, which is free to go to. Okay. Um, and then we have the private school, which the parents pay for additionally on top of that. But it's very, very common 
in the UK to wear a school uniform. So for example, yeah, in a public school. Yeah. So um, we start school at the age of four, five and finish compulsory education at 16. And throughout that whole time, I was wearing a school uniform and actually mine, it's pretty uncomfortable. It's, it was a shirt, a tie, a blazer, a skirt or pants, uh, trousers. Oh, I guess pants. I say pants. True. Oh, you but, do? Uh, yeah, I say pants. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But most people in the UK would say trousers. Um, but yeah, so it's really, really common in the UK to wear a school uniform, which I, it's, it's a funny one because on some way I really agree with it because I think maybe it could stop bullying perhaps because then I think when you're reaching teenage age brands become fashionable um you want to have what your friend has you want to have the cool trainers or whatever uh whereas I think maybe a uniform stops stops that aspect of it however our school uniform was just too much like a shirt a tie a blazer like and you're 15 right um and you also said trainers which is something different in the united states do you know what we call trainers um yeah i think i do sneakers yeah which is weird which is weird like i don't get how it's a sneaker like if it's raining out it's it's one of the loudest shoes ever you're not sneaking anywhere and you know we also like where in the south you'll hear tennis shoes so, so what's tennis shoe? Is that to play tennis or no? No, it's a it's a trainer. It's a sneaker. But in the my wife is from the American South. She's from Alabama, and so it's they call them uh, tennis shoes. Tennis shoe. Yeah. Interesting, isn't it? Tennis shoes a random one. Yeah, I I mean I get it. You could play. It could be basketball shoes though, but it's tennis shoes in the South. Yeah, I think sometimes why it's maybe easier for. Um, people from the UK to understand American vocabulary is because of movies and TV shows. Because you instantly, obviously, the, if, if you're watching anything from the States, you're hearing American vocabulary. Um, so I think that just sort of gets put into your brain a little bit. And if you do right. follow sport as well. If, um, what was that last part? If you do follow sport, if you're following basketball or American football, for example. <clears throat> right. Uh, so, Raphael, I have not read this question yet, but I did see your name. So I think there's a question here for you. Raphael says, hello, Brent. Hello, Karis. I would like to know what language came first, English or Spanish? My question is because I'd like to know where the idioms come from originally because they're quite similar. I have a guess. You go. But, I, okay. I, I would guess British English came first. I don't know. <laughs> so I think what happened. Well, I think what happened was, you know, English and French and Spanish. You know, they're they're all pretty related. And I just remember this from class. I think it was in 1066. There was a French invader to yeah. England, and so that's when English became heavily influenced by the French. So I think the English that we know now, but we're talking you know, almost a thousand years ago. So I think English made a really big change after that, which is why if you study, if you're a Spanish speaker, you will learn English much more quickly than someone who speaks Thai because the languages are are really, I mean, 
the grand scheme of things, they're pretty yeah. closely related. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, uh, that sounds very plausible to me. I should know this answer. This is something I should know and I just don't. Um, uh, but I, I think, don't they come from Latin? I, I know a lot of it comes from Latin. So I guess it's all filtered down, isn't it? Yes, exactly. Um, That's where but there was all a lot of our... similarities, especially, yeah. I mean, we've stolen a lot of words from the French. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah, the French and Spanish, and then it goes back to the Latin and Greek. We have a lot of Greek in our language too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So great question, Raphael. Let's look. Yeah, Google. I know Raphael. Hi, Raphael. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. Um, Mode Ags is here. We we have to be careful. Do you know Mode? I he's don't. A he's a trickster. He, uh, okay. I think he was originally <laughs> from uh, Bob, the Canadian's channel. That's where I met him. But he's been here for a little while. Uh, and he has a great question too. It's French fries versus chips versus chips versus crisps. <laughs> that can get yeah. a little confusing. Okay. So, okay. For, for me, so I would call, I think what you would call French fries chips. So like the potato wedges, perhaps what you'd get from like McDonald's or something. Like a, a fish and chips. Fish, fish and, and chips. Oh, yeah. Fish and <laughs> chips. Yeah. It's never going to be a fish and French fries. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then we have chips versus crisps. So crisps for me are those things you get in a rustly packet, baked, baked potato chips. Really, really, <laughs> really good for you. Right. Very healthy. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it is. Um, but I, I would like, just like Karis, I mean, I don't think we would have a, uh, a huge problem with that. If we heard someone speaking with an American accent, we're like, Oh, we know what they mean. So, but it yeah. is a little confusing. It is a little yeah. Confusing. Yeah. It's more just daft. You know, I think it's silly that we don't have the same words for them. <laughs> right. How did that happen too? It's like daft. That's uh that's very British also. Daft. 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 Yeah. yeah. I love it. I yeah. love it. And uh, posh. I think we should adopt. We don't have a word in American English that quite hits like posh. Posh. And I think we should. You don't have a word like posh. Because yeah. po well, is posh a bad thing or is it a, is it a good thing? Um, I think it depends on how it's being used. I mean, sometimes I would love to be described as posh because I'm so far from it. <laughs> but posh, obviously, I mean, you know, if we think about it to the extreme, the royal family are posh. Okay. You know, it's typically someone who would have a, a bit of cash, a bit of extra money. Um, then we would describe them as posh. But for example, say if I was drinking my drink mm -hmm. and I had my little pinkies in my baby finger, how's the camera? Like this, mm -hmm. someone might be like, oh, Karis, you're so posh because I've got my pinky out. You know? <laughs> That's how I always drink. So am I posh? Wait, you're oh, really posh. Oh, always <laughs> pinky out. Yeah. I just know like posh spice, mm. right? From the Spice Girls. If anybody is, is as old as I am, I remember oh, posh. love the Spice Girls. Okay. <laughs> they were very popular when yeah. uh, my wife and I first started dating. So that was, that was uh, the big thing. Scary Spice. Yeah. Yeah. Baby Spice, scary. Ginger Spice. Yeah. My childhood. Is it okay? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There was something else you said. Oh, we might have stylish. 
but I don't think that's quite like, I mean, posh just encompasses like so many things. Like we need to bring posh into the United States. Yeah, it can mean a lot. And I think, again, that goes on the context of it in terms of um, you could be using it literally to describe someone who maybe does have money, has it, because we also say with like a posher accent, which again would be the queen has a posher accent. So I think it comes from um, typically if you were like upper class, middle class, working class. But now we can use it very much in a slang way. Um, So say if you got to work on time and you'd washed your hair in the morning and you'd had breakfast and you'd had a cup of coffee. So, you know, you were just smashing the day. You could be like, God, I'm, I'm smashing it. I'm so posh today. You know, like... I'm just doing really well. I so. like it. We, we need that here. Uh, another question here. What's the difference between department, division, faculty, and office? Those are all really closely related and yet not Yeah. Really. I think if you're talking about these in terms of like a school or, or university um, building, then they slightly have different meanings. So for me, I would say faculty is the the team of people who work in a certain department. So for example, when I was at university, I studied theater. So I would go speak to a faculty member. So someone who was part of the arts and drama department. And then I would pick the certain person that I needed, if that makes sense. Would you agree Just, with yeah. that? Yeah, it's pretty much the same here. So the faculty at my school would be the teachers, the principals, you know, they're the, maybe the adults in my school, but in a, in a university or a college, I think it's exactly what you said. Yeah. And division, personally, for, for me, a division would mean a, um, like a level. So you would have a different, so say if I was playing sports, I might be in division number one, which might be the best team, or I might be in division number two, for example, which might be the, you know, the medium team. So that's how it would be separated into a different level would be your different division. Equally, that could be with your age group as well, not necessarily just ability. That's a good point. And I think sometimes department and division, they can be used interchangeably. So yeah, there is, there is that meaning too. Yeah, and then office is just um, some faculty might have an office at the school that you would visit, not the classroom, but kind yeah. of after hours for extra questions. Yeah, it's more like a formal room, I would say, where you'd go to speak with a teacher or speak with um, a receptionist for some sort of issue, you would go to an office. It wouldn't be like the classroom. It would be, as you said, a bit more of a formal formal room. And at my school, um, students don't want to get sent to the office. That would be the the principal. They're in trouble. (laughs) Thank you for the question. Yeah, that's a good question. All right. Maria, big fan of the Spice Girls. Linda, see, that's how old I am. I remember... Spice Girls when I was I just graduated high school so I'm see this is bit. another thing actually Linda makes a good point here so I remember Spice Girls when I was in middle school so for us in the UK we don't really have and I get really confused with the states how it works with your with your years um so for us we just have primary school high school 
and then university. Um, so I don't, what age is middle school? So that would be like 13, 14, you know, like the best years of your life. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just the most awkward. I yeah, have, I, I have zits or I think you would call them sports. 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 Yeah. 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 It's yeah. just an awful transition from childhood to adulthood. I always think for the boys as well, it's, it's, I mean, it's awkward for everyone and I would not want to go back to that age, but I think Never. for the boys when their voice starts to break and it literally like overnight and it's like so, so funny when you hear a boy reading and the voice is going up and down, up and down. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's no picnic for the women either because no. like their bodies are trained like, Oh no, yeah. it's, oh, it's just awful. Which is oh. why I like teaching that age. You know, it's just, you know, try to help them through that. Oh awkward period and but so we have um we have elementary school which would be i think you did you say primary school yes so that's four till age four till age 11 okay and then we have middle school after that for for two years two or three years middle mm -hmm. school and then we have high school so high school you're going to high school from 14 to 16 18 here. 18. Yeah. Ah. Um, so it's the law that if you're 16 or under, you have to go to school, but our free and public education, it, it does last till 18 yep. or 19 uh, or 20, 20. Um, if students are identified as special ed, yep. you know, needing, they can go until 20. So nice. And then, so in that high school period, and I, I, I don't, I don't know the years, but I know this again from watching uh, TV shows, like sophomore. Yes. Um, I can't remember the others. Okay, so. And I don't um, know the order. <laughs> your first one is your freshman year. Your first Freshman one. year, freshman year. And then your second is your sophomore. And yep. third is junior. And then uh, fourth is senior. And then do you have the same when you go to university or college? Yeah. Do you, are you gain like fresh freshman yeah. sophomore yeah you could totally say that yep yeah. yep yeah. and we have undergraduate and graduate do you have that as well yeah so that's okay. how ours would just be and it would just be you just say the year you were in so if i was at university my first year it's first year second year oh. third year that's it it's quite boring but, yeah but it's a lot easier a lot <laughs> easier to, no simple math <laughs> I know. um oh gosh Okay. Question from Maria here. Oh, this is, yes, Maria, this is a great question because it is slightly different. And I just did a video on this about college and university. I think, um, yeah, I did. It's, it's on American English guy too. my other channel that I just, it's, it's an experimental channel. I can just oh. you know, put things out there, see if people like them, but how do you use the terms college and university in England? I think it's very different from the United States. Yeah, that's a really good question, Maria. So so for us, we have college, which is from aged 16 to 18. And that is where you would do something called your A-levels, which are the big um, exams that take place. And depending on the scores you get in those exams, then determines which university you can apply for. Um, and so then university typically is from 18 
well, 18 upwards, really. But if you're following the regular, the norm, it would be 18 to 21. And most of our degrees last for three, perhaps four years, unless you're doing something like um, doctor, lawyer, vet, even, where you'd probably be studying more for four to five years. But for me, my typical undergraduate was three years in length. And I went when I was 19 till I was 22. Um, and that was university and before I was in college. So it is confusing because I think you guys don't really say university. You kind of just go to college. No? Yes. Right. Or somebody might ask you, hey, what university are you going to in the fall? But usually university, they can be used interchangeably sometimes. Right. So it's, yeah, if you don't know. But, and I know you don't often in British English use a prep, uh, use an article before university and just like hospital, like, oh, she's going to hospital. Yeah. Where in the yeah. United States, we would put a two or the. But she's going before. to hospital. So yeah. what about university the- then? He's going to university. We would say, oh, he's going to the University of Alabama or something like that. Yeah. We would, um, but college. Oh yeah. He's going to college this yeah, yeah, very informal, but yeah, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that about college is like our last two years of high school in the United States. Yes, and to make matters a little bit more confusing, you can stay in your high school. So it's you can either stay in your high school up until eighteen, or you can leave high school at sixteen and go to a college, which is just a different location. Really. It's not better, not better or worse. It's. I I think it depends on what you're studying. It depends on your experience in high school as well. If you if you enjoyed it, you might stay. If you didn't, because um, also in college you don't wear school uniform, <laughs> so that could be your first time not wearing a school uniform. Um, I mean, I pers- I went to a college, but I. I don't know why I chose, I just wanted something different. You know, I'd been in high school for five years. I was ready for a change. It wasn't really, it wasn't like a well thought out decision. <laughs> right, right. Whereas I think for some people who are maybe a bit more, a bit more <laughs> clocked on up there, they might try and figure out what's best for them. But I mean, you're 16. Exactly. You know? Nobody's thinking at 16. No, you shouldn't have these big decisions to make. <laughs> no. And so Mary um, has a question uh, about British English, and we would pronounce that chic, chic. Is that how? Yeah, I would say the same, chic. So again, I think that's French. Um, I'm pretty sure that's French. The word chic, is it popular to use in British English? Mm, It's not popular. It, it's fine. Everyone would understand it if you if you use that word. It would just mean something is um, how fancy. Different, okay, how different from posh is chic? Is it quite so, different? So I would personally use chic when you're talking about an object. So you might describe um, this chair as chic. I mean, you wouldn't describe this chair as chic, but if someone had a nice velvet chair that they just bought in their house you may say oh this is very chic again with any sort of soft furnishings cushions rugs lampshades you could describe all those items as chic meaning they are a little bit glamorous um feel nice look nice 
that's how it would be used. Is it popular? Mm, not that popular, but it would, if you used it, everyone would understand what you were saying, what you meant. I think in the United States, it was popular in the 1970s, maybe like mm -hmm. around then. And we could actually describe a person as chic if they're like dressing really stylishly. We might say, oh, they're chic. But here in the United States, it's not that popular either. It's an older term, I think. Yeah, it's a little bit old fashioned now, perhaps, isn't it? I think. I think so. Yes. That's, yeah, yeah good point. And I think you know Sunshine, right? From Armenia. I do know Sunshine. Yes, yeah. I do. <laughs> How I are might, you, Sunshine? I might have missed a couple questions. So I'm going to look through here. But um, whoa. I know, I know Carl, two of my favorite teachers in one place. <laughs> I know That's Carl awesome. as well. Yeah. yeah. Czech awesome. Republic. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, Breezy had to get going. But let's see. I, I actually wanted to do a, a that's so uh, Sean from free 99 English mentioned. And I think in Canada, they probably use these terms as well. White collar versus blue collar. Yes. Do you use that? Okay. It's used. It's used. The, the way I heard these terms first, actually, was when I was studying business. So that's how we would use it. Even we would say, oh, it's a white collar crime or it's a mm. blue collar crime. Um, personally, I don't use that now. Um, but I, but I'm, a, I'm, I, from what I remember, it's like white collar is more as, as a, um, 399 is saying posh and blue collar is more maybe working class or something not as um as well to do right I, I, I think this requires like a full video because it is pretty complex it's quite loaded, time, yeah yeah at one time i think blue collar was it was looked down upon it wasn't mm. as glamorous but when we're talking about money now I think blue collar jobs probably on average pay better in the United States than white collar. So is a blue collar job, would that be like um, like a builder or a plumber? Is that a blue collar job? Yeah. Yes. And it comes like a mechanic used to wear a uniform that had a blue collar in the United States. Ah. So you're talking your mechanics, your plumbers, your electricians right now in the United States. You cannot find a plumber, an electrician. They are making bank. Yeah. And yeah. so there's that's school. the same in the UK. Yeah. Okay. And For so sure. I am a, when I first got into teaching, we were encouraging all of our students, you need college, you need your four year degree. That has changed. It's like don't get in debt, go to school for two years, make your own hours. Yeah. You'll probably have to work really, really hard. Mm -hmm. you are going to be okay as a plumber. Yeah, yeah it's the, you know what? It's the exact same in the UK as well. I think those type of jobs used to be frowned upon or seen as like the working class. Whereas right. now, if you know or you are a good plumber, a good electrician, oh my gosh, you're like everyone's best friend. Yes. <laughs> everyone wants to be with you. Everyone wants to know you. Um and I, th I I totally agree. I think sometimes, obviously, it depends on your job, but I don't think children should be pushed to go to university or college because you come out with so much debt. Mm -hmm. And as you say, there's other ways to train, even training on online now. 
um, you still get certificates, you can work, you can start from a company, you know, you'd probably be on the lowest rank, but you can quickly work your way up. So exactly. I think it's, I think there's a shift happening um, on how we view degrees. I, I totally agree. And I think it's a good thing. Um, another question here. I don't know. I don't know about this. So maybe you do cares. Have you ever heard the phrase, the jar is cold before? It's used to refer to someone who stays single for a long time or who stays unmarried. I'll say right off, that is not a term used in the United States, but I love it. I don't know if we have a term. How about in British English? With the same. The jar is cold. Never heard it before. Never heard it before. But again, I, I mean, I quite like it. Yeah, it makes sense. Single for a long time. Uh, or who stays unmarried. The jar is cold. So I'm trying to think oh. what we would say for that, actually. If we have an expression for someone who stays single. Um, so I would not use this. At one time for women, we had like, she's an old maid. I, that might come from the British. I'm not sure. But if a woman never married and she was getting to be the age of a grandmother, she yeah. might be considered an old maid. That's not used anymore. Yeah. But. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't have said an old maid. I mean, maybe. I don't know that one. The one I've heard is, and again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use this word, um, is spinster. Yes. Which is, yes. don't use it. Is it bad? Yeah. Okay. I feel like that's quite offensive. Okay. I remember, I think reading that in some dick, I, I love uh, British literature. Some of the best. I love yeah. Shakespeare. I love Dickens, Dickens, but it sounds like a yeah. word Dickens might use. She was a yes. spinster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Don't use it now. <laughs> no, okay. Spinster. You might get a punch in the face. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, I don't know uh, Bernard Shaw's Pygmalion very well. So we might have to pass on this unless Karis has a little bit of. No. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. How? Oh, but yeah. So I don't know uh, George Bernard Shaw's Pygmalion, but okay, I see his question is this is this thank you Makita. this is one i have as well speak and i'm not going to say yeah i think there was another big kind of channel in english that may have i don't know got in trouble for this this is i think this is a great question so in british english does a person's accent have anything to do with their social class you you talked about rp is that still a thing in england um no, but people think it is. So there was definitely a, a there still arguably is a divide between the North and the South okay. um, of England. I don't know where this came from. I think it, it was typically because if you were from down South, you would probably have more money. You'd be classed as the upper class. Whereas if you were from up North, you would be the working class. So there still is a divide but I think less and less people are actually caring about this divide. It's, it's man-made, you know, it's all in our head. Um, and I think people like to, to play on that fact sometimes. Um, I mean, we all have our, you know, our sales points, don't we, I suppose. And if you are speaking with an RP accent, that is your selling point. That's something that you can use to be like, I speak with an RP accent, it's a clear accent, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
So is it still a social divide? Yes, I think probably. I think even looking on the TV, you're going to hear more accents than others. And typically, so this is actually quite, well, I think this is quite interesting. Um, you know a call center. There's yeah. annoying people who spam your phone. They ask you ridiculous questions and you're like, oh. So typically in the UK, call centers will either be in Liverpool or Newcastle. So Newcastle is the north uh, east of England and they speak with a Geordie accent. It's it's very bouncy. It's very fun. Um it, you get drawn in, I think, to a Geordie accent. Okay. But they put them in with a Scouse or a Geordie because it's seen as being relatable. Like, it's your friend down the phone. Whereas if you're getting put through to someone like Human Resources or you need to make a complaint, you would likely to be put through to someone who is from down south who speaks with more of a um, Queen's English or an RP accent because they're seen as having more knowledge, perhaps. Interesting. Which, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, you know, crazy. So I think definitely there is still this divide, but I do think it's less and less as um, the younger generation come up and people are moving, people are, since the pandemic, people are moving out of London, you know, they want to be in the countryside, they want to be in different cities. Um, so yeah. I think it's, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't matter. It we doesn't have, matter. You know? We have the internet. Like exactly. in 50 years, we might all be talking the same way. You know, the accents might be going away. I, know. I think they are. I think they are. Uh, Raphael is back. Uh, just adding that white collar people. Yeah. Usually they're, usually they're in charge of things. That's true. Blue yeah. collar workers might be more in charge of themselves you know they have say in when they work when they don't want to work yeah uh, okay so uh, mary is from iran and she says in persian they use chic a lot mm, and it is french it's good to know it is french okay I, yeah that makes okay more um love your accent it's a great it's a great accent <laughs> It's a great accent. Uh, Linda is from Italy, and she says we call it either primary or elementary. We might call it primary, too, uh, sometimes. Uh, grammar school. That's a thing in England, though, isn't it? Grammar? Yes. So what? grammar school, but that goes more with you would pay to go to a grammar school. Okay. So that isn't a public school. That is a private school that you would pay to go to. Yeah, and typically they would still be um, – like an all boys school or an all girls school would so you would obviously go to whichever one your gender is yeah that's a grammar school okay interesting because um we might use primary that's less but you could use grammar or elementary and they're pretty much the same thing in the united states funny that isn't it i wonder where grammar comes from i don't know i hate grammar (laughs) i know Uh, and the high school is the same high school. I don't, I don't know the, the Italian word for, um, high school, but I know it starts with an L. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, um, Linda, you have to get back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Linda's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she, she probably will too. Okay. Linda has another question. I think, is it common to say, take a sandwich year in UK when you stop university? Uh, great question. 
Great question. So I, I would never call it a sandwich year. Oh, you could call it a sandwich year, actually. So that would be if you've done, say, two years of your degree and then you take a break and then the following year you go back to do your final year. That was what we'd call a sandwich year. Okay. But more common than that is something called a gap year. Okay, and is, I wrote that down. That's what we oh, see yeah. in the United States as well. Okay. Yeah, and is it the same where it's you take a year out before you go to uh, college or university? 100%. Yep, yeah. that's exactly what it is here in the United States. And guess where I went on my gap year? I went to London. Did you go to London? Yeah, back in- what did you 19- do? 1995, a long time ago. (laughs) But yeah, I I was in London for like a week and I went up through Europe up to like Finland and back. Like, I don't know how I did it. Uh, I took a month. So I was in London for a week and then the other three weeks, like I flew into Gatwick and I flew out of Gatwick. Yeah. So I had, I don't know how I made my way across the continent of Europe without the internet, but I did. Did you like Finland? It's a place that I really want to visit. I loved it. So my senior year, um, an exchange student from Finland lived with me. So I went to visit him and I visited my uh, Danish friend. He was an exchange student. So I went around. That's amazing. Are you you into sports? Uh, I mean, I'm watching the Euros because I have to, you know. Okay. Big game uh, today. Like yeah, big game tonight. Absolutely. Come on, England. <laughs> I think that's what we say. Oh, yeah? Um, no, no, I don't know. I'm, I'm really rubbish. Uh, I love the Olympics. Yeah, big, big fan. Yeah. I love um, the Olympics, which I'm happy about to happen in this year in Tokyo. Um, I love just to, I'm not like, oh, you know, I don't do anything myself, but I love you to watch. You don't drink. You don't drape yourself in the Union Jack and paint your face. Put my medals on. Yeah, yeah. No. No. But I like, um, oh, who's the American girl who's just incredible at gymnastics? Simone Biles. Sim- yeah, Simone Biles. Biles. Yeah. Yes, Biles. I mean, she's just insane. Right? Yeah. I, mean, I, get, I get chills when I watch her. Like, she just is amazing. Yeah. She's yeah. about... She's about five foot nothing. Do you say that in the United States? Yeah, uh, five the, foot nothing. Yeah. Yeah, she's about five foot nothing and powerful. And yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, that's the thing. My wife and I love what, men's gymnastics is just like, eh, it's okay. But the women, boom. Oh, Powerhouses. Awesome. Yeah, just incredible. Yeah, but I love the Olympics. I'm super excited for that um, this summer. I think as well after this sort of the 18 months everyone's had, sport brings people together. You know, it's a conversation starter. Um, it is nice to see England doing well in the Euros, obviously reaching the semi-finals. Um, and I think it's just nice for people to have a bit of a break from the news and sport is a good release for people. Definitely. 100%. I've turned the news off and, um, Never been happier. I don't want to hear any more about the news. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sunshine has a great question. It's a, it's a deep question about schooling. When children don't learn, is it possible that they will stay in the same class? This. Yes. So for us in the UK, if you have a child that isn't reaching certain um points that they need to then yes they can be kept behind a year 
is what we would say and they would just repeat the same year again i don't know how many years they can just repeat i don't think it's many i think if they're not hitting their points it would probably go as you said it's quite a deep question there would be yeah. more involved with parents being brought in would be looking at if this child has special needs maybe the school isn't right for them but for sure i especially when um because for us in the uk we start school when we're four or five so for me i'm august baby so i just turned four and then i started school and then you have a lot of people who in the september turned five so they're almost a year older than me mm -hmm. So it's typical for a lot of um, young kids to stay behind and repeat the same year because they are almost like a year behind and it's not anything to do with their their brain or how they're learning. It just is they've got that 11 months behind other people. Um, but I wouldn't say it's that common in the UK. Like I don't know anyone who was kept behind a year. Yeah, we've stopped doing that. Uh, we would say stay back. We would say stay back in the United States. We're kind of getting away from that, mm. um, which is kind of weird. My son is actually staying back this year, but it's for sports. That's become a thing, which I'm not totally on board with. But So they will graduate a year later for sports and be a little bit bigger. That's a whole nother oh. issue. Yeah, so he's that's going looking more like – the hormone side of his body. Yeah. Right. For, for, for sports, he plays hockey. So bigger, stronger, faster, you know, at like 18 instead of 17. But we will have students that will have, um, we call it special ed. Um, sometimes it doesn't even have a name just because we don't, you know, but everybody knows it's a really, it's a really tricky issue, but um, they will get special math and usually special English. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there's a, yeah. on my team, there's a teacher who teaches the special ed math and English. So sometimes yeah. they'll be pulled out of the class. You know, we try to hide it as best we can. It's yes. There's it's extra messy. tuition. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, schools, are, that's a whole different live topic anyway, I think, isn't it? But I yeah. wanted to ask you actually, just when you mentioned your son, so is it typical then, because again, this is something that I see on TV shows, okay. and I never know if this is true, about how, um, oh, what, what's the word for those people? Like sports coaches from colleges come and watch kids play in high school, and then they would get picked and they would get a scholarship to go and play a sport in a university or college. Is that right? Does that happen? Is that regular normality? 100%. Yeah. We call them scouts. Scouts. Scout that's, that's, yeah. Scouts, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. And even as my son, he's only 14, but he's been in tournaments where scouts come to watch. It's a, it's a thing. It's definitely a thing. Wow. We, How does he cope with the pressure? He doesn't care. He oh, just, no, that's good. <laughs> And I don't know if he's like hiding it all and balling up and he'll have just, but he like nothing bothers him. He's really? even keel. We might say that, right? Even keel. And yeah, 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 yeah. The highs are not too high. The lows aren't too low. Just, that's good. Very content. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't get that from me. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Karis, I don't want to keep, this has been absolute blast. Yeah. Uh, we're going a little over an hour. So I just want to be conscious of um, your time and don't keep you here too long. 
And I do have a chat with Mary at about this oh, yeah. time, I guess. Oh, ooh, it's it's ten twelve already, my time. So we've been yeah. we've been here for a while. I know, but, um, it's gone really fast though. Yeah. Um, just one more plug. It's English Arts Academy. Check it out. Link in the description. Did you have any last words you'd like to say? No, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's commented. I've really enjoyed um, getting to know the people who, who follow you and participate with you. Some great questions. And also thank you to you, Brent. It's been so lovely. And you'll have to come onto my channel at some point when you're free as well. And I want to thank you for the time. I know that you've really accommodated to my time today yeah. as well. So I appreciate yeah, I that. I don't usually go midweek. I have though. I have yeah. I have gone at this time, I think a couple of weeks ago once, but that's yeah, fun. It's fun. I love the summer because I have extra time. So Oh well, awesome. make sure you rest as well. Oh, you know. No problem there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's been so lovely. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have to do this again sometime. Thank yeah. you to everyone who uh, asked questions. If we didn't get to your question, I'm sorry. It's my fault. We'll get it next time. And sometimes, I don't know if you do this, Karis, but sometimes I'll go back through the chat and I'll just, um, you know, it might be good for a video I'll, or make a, sh Karis also does a lot of shorts. I've seen you do a lot of shorts, mm -hmm. which is a great way to, to ask questions. And maybe, you know, yeah. Karis, take one of these questions if you want yeah. ask on your channel. Check yeah, it out. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Cause there's some good, good points been raised. Definitely. Just so mm. much to talk about though. And it's only an hour. So I know it's gone really fast as well. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And Bye. we'll see you all a little bit later. Take Adios. care. Bye. -bye.